0: For more information about Christian Assembly, follow us on social media or visit our website at CAFamily.net. On one side you've got your individual prayer objectives. And uh, you can take them and look them over. I just quickly. We're fasting and praying to draw closer to God. God never changes. But we change. We can change. He said, you draw nigh to me and I will draw nigh to you. I believe he's made his move already. He's already come to us. It's us to draw nigh to him. We are to draw nigh to him. Experience also spiritual refreshing. Hallelujah. Sometimes you can get a little ragged. Did you know that rundown? For all the challenges that you go through in life. To receive direction and guidance. To find grace to handle a difficult situation. To break a habit that you might have encountered in your life. To restock some empty shelves of mercy, love, and forgiveness. You might need healed. Healing It's a good way to receive healing from the Lord. To increase your anointing. To become more sensitive to the Spirit. And rekindle some spiritual activities like prayer. The study of God's word, devotionals. But on the other side, we've got a collective objectives. Collective objectives. Number one, we're here to humble ourselves before God. I cannot say it more profoundly. God wants his people to humble themselves before him. 2 Chronicles 7:14 says, if my people are we as people, Which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I'll send the Calvary. I'll send the militia. I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. There's only one way for this land to be healed. There. There. We stand in the gap and make up the hedge for this nation. We humble ourselves and pray. In the book of Psalms 35 and verse 13, this is one way to humble ourselves. It says, but as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I humbled my soul with fasting and my prayer returned into my own bosom. Notice how fasting is humbling ourselves. I humbled my soul with fasting. So fasting and prayer go together. And it's important that we pray when we fast. Otherwise, we're just not eating. It's not fasting. You're just not eating. Right? So we pray. We humble ourselves and pray and look to God. Number two, acknowledge that this is his work. In the book of Zechariah chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. He answered, spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might nor by spirit, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts, Who art thou, O great mountain, before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone thereof, which shoutings, crying, Grace, grace unto it. And in light of that verse, what we need to focus on is this. Except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain who build it. We can never take matters into our own hands. Except the Lord build the house. You say they labor in vain. It doesn't matter how smart we are. It doesn't matter how wealthy we are. How strong we are. It's not political powers, military powers, and human intelligence. He said, it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. When God puts something together and ordains it, he'll make it work. He's the author of it. But if he doesn't authorize it, then he's not obligated to bring anything to pass. We fast and pray to have a greater anointing, number three. Look at Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. A greater anointing. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder, And his yoke from off thy neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. There's something the anointing can do and will do when God's people yield to it. Remember, David said, don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. He understood the value of it. He knew it, the importance of it. Hallelujah. When we start getting off and doing things on our own, then it diminishes. But when we come back to God and just say, you know what, this is your work. We're humbling ourselves before you. We're seeking your face. We're praying, returning from anything that displeases you. So that you would be glorified in this place and that your glory could fall. Number four, that Isaiah 58 would be fulfilled. Now notice this. This is just instructional before we start ministering to the Lord again. No, this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free. Remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry. Give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who who need them. Do not hide from relatives who need your help. Then your salvation will come like the dawn, and your wounds will quickly heal. Your godliness will lead you forward, and the glory of the Lord will protect you. From behind. Then when you call, the Lord will answer, Yes, I am here. He will quickly reply. Remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumors. Feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out from the darkness and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. The Lord will guide you, continually giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. Some of you will rebuild the, des- the deserted ruins of your cities. Then you'll be known as a rebuilder of walls and a restorer of homes. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Don't pursue your own interests on that day, but enjoy the Sabbath and speak of it with delight as the Lord's holy day. Honor the Sabbath and everything you do on that day, and don't follow your own desires or talk idly. Then the Lord will be your delight. I will give you great honor and satisfy you with the inheritance I promised to your ancestor, Jacob. I, the Lord, notice this, have spoken it. And when God says it, we can bank on it. Amen. Amen. So it's not up to him. It's up to us to follow what he said and do what he said. Uh, And then to bring revival to our homes, our church, our nation, our world, to work, to destroy the work of the enemy. Look at 2 Chronicles. To destroy the work of the enemy. Jehoshaphat and the people of Judah were in a horrible situation. There was no victory for them. There was no escape for them. If you find yourself that way, it seems like everywhere you look, there's just no way out. Look at what it says. They called upon the name of the Lord. For the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, every one helped to destroy another. When God brought confusion to them, He also brought victory to them. And then look at this next verse in chapter, or same chapter, but verse 12. Here they are in trouble, and he says, O oh, our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that come against us, neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon you. We can say that even right now. In this time in which we live, it's getting worse and worse, and we know that all the time. And what's the answer? It's not political powers, it's not military forces, it's not human intelligence. It's finally getting back to the basics of the kingdom of God. Coming into the world. The name above every other name. The blood of Jesus that was shed for our redemption. All the things that God put in place for us, praise God, to experience victory. We fast and pray to fan the flames of the fire of Almighty God. To reduce the influence of the flesh and to exalt the influence of the spirit. We do so to place ourselves beneath the light of his scrutiny and let him shine that light and let us know what corrections need to be made and finally get to a place to where anything that we know displeases him, we surrender to him. We want to please you. We're not an entity in ourselves. And to be honest with you, except the Lord build the house, there's nothing. You're actually laboring in vain, working for nothing. So what we want to do is kicking off this time of fasting and prayer. And like I said, you just go ahead and do whatever's on your heart to do. Is begin, first of all, just by ministering to the Lord, allowing his spirit to move, and then speak to our hearts individually and then collectively as a church body. So can we do that tonight? Can you just let everything else go and say, that's why you're here tonight? I want... God, we want you. We want you to saturate this place with your presence, with the beauty of your holiness, with the glory of your countenance. We want you. Not the world, not what's outside. We want you in us, among us, through us. We just long for you.